Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, oh my gosh, good morning, good morning, good morning. It's still like I already recorded, right? Because everything that we do is already recorded. Am I right? Come on, somebody. Good morning, good morning. I'm keeping it down. My son is here doing virtual learning. And I'm going to tell you guys something. Just by me, just testifying me as a mom on my end, when it comes to my son and my worship unto God, you know, sometimes he may not understand the level of intensity as how I express my love to God, but he knows it's through tears. He understands. And like, that's what my mom does. But I'm trying to tell you guys, his eyes be on it when I cry. <laughs> he be on it. <laughs> you okay? I'm okay. I'll never forget my mom told me one time I was drawn to the altar and I was crying. She said she watched my son the entire time. His eyes would not leave looking at me, waiting for an opportunity to see if he need to come and help or assist. Yeah. And that's every child for their mother. I'll never forget when I saw my mother shout for the first time. I cried, but I didn't want no one to see me cry, you know. I didn't know what was going on. I know she was shouting, but I didn't know what was happening to her because I never seen her do that. I knew people who usually do that do that. I'm expecting them to do that, but I didn't expect her to do that. And she was singing the song, Just For Me, you know, Make A Way, make, uh, Lord, Just For Me, Make A Way For Me. It's an old song. And every time she sung it, after that day, she shouted. And they, they was like, that's your song, that's your song. <laughs> And I will never forget that day when she shouted. I was like, oh, my God, she shouting, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, you know, I'm a type of child. I don't want to see me cry. I don't want to be like, you okay? You know, this was what happened, you know. So I hid it, you know, went in the bathroom or went in the back of the church, one or the other, and I cried. And my son, you know, he understands that he grew up seeing that, you know. Like, oh, my mom be on the floor. That's what she do, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it would be there to the point where, you know, people who know me know that's what takes place. But the thing is, it's not purposely. It's just, you know, that's what happens with me in the presence of God. Everybody reacts differently. I don't been places, you know, people just stand still, you know, not even able to move. So, I mean, everybody does things differently in the presence of God. But the thing is, it's all unto the glory of God, you know. Just sitting in here, just meditating on, you know, everything. You know, everything means everything. Just thanking God for everything. Thanking God for Him. You know, thank you, God, for you. For what you do, how you do, you know, why you do. Thank you for you. And every time I, not even just me, when we, you know, give God our hearts, even in worship and praise, giving of thanks or just a smile, it touches Him, you know, it touches Him. You know, he always showed me his ear. That means I'm listening closely. That means I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm receiving. I'm receiving. You know, God knows what, you know, what to search for. You know, things to tap, for us to tap into. Releasing an open heart unto God. You know, I'm just on here right now with you because we both can relate. We all can relate, you know. I know you're experiencing God on your end like never before. So am I, you know. And we're not here permanently. We're here temporary, you know, to our assignment is over. And then we go home. 
So I'll see you here and I'll see King. You hear that kind of conversation? You hear the significance of this conversation? Enjoying you, you know, now while we're here and also in the kingdom forever. Out of your body. Enjoying you spirit to spirit while we're here. Enjoying, you know, spirit, soul, and body. What a transformation to depart our bodies, you know? I'm just blown away. You know, I know you hear it in my voice. I'm going to always be like this. I'm trying to tell you. This ain't just no, you know, no breaking news type of thing. You know, this is like, you know, beyond epic. You know you know when I'm really feeling because I keep saying, you know, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, though. For real, though. You know. My God. I haven't even eaten yet. And I'm, you know, I'm all right. Oh, God, I've been up off and on again, you know. You know, God is just really touching us, you know, really touching us. This man really is, you know, really is. There are so many false gods around the world. There are some people who worship a box. People who worship a statue. You know? People who worship money. Worship their cars. Other people. Here we are worshiping the man to be worshiped. I love how Samuel... I had a word from God. You will anoint the next king. You will anoint. God didn't give him a name. He didn't give him the son. He just said it would be one of Jesse's sons. Here's Samuel, you know, in the dining room in Jesse's house because they prepared a meal for him. You know what I'm saying? And they knew David was outside. And he know David is his son, you know. He didn't even think to even call on David. And here's Samuel. I know what my God said. My God said one of this man's sons. And I don't went through all of them. Is there another? <laughs> Come on, somebody. How many times you been disregarded? How many times you been overlooked? In your family. And here come God on your behalf. Lifting you up. Because you are another you are another mouthpiece. You are another use. Come on, somebody. I can't be loud, my son and neighbor. Come on, somebody. I got him into this. I'm trying to tell you, man, I'm ready to snatch something. I'm getting this blanket right here. I'm not this blanket up, man. I'm trying to think. God, just threw the blanket. My God, you know, come here. You guys feel me? My God. I'm so into this. For real, though. You know, ain't no coming me down. No. This is my God. Holy, holy, holy. I want you seraphims. Come here. Holy, holy, holy. All day. Holy, holy, holy in this peace. For real with all of this. Come on, man. God darn, yo. I mean, come on for real. No. God putting the words in everything. Thank you, Father. Come on, Father. Thank you. 
receive the holy, 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 thank you. And I forgot what I was saying. I went way far off, you know, God. But no, and um, thank you, Father. He put you back in place. Thank you, God. You see what I'm saying? You know, put us in place like this when we, you know, get lost. You know, in our words, all right, let me get back focused for what happened again. You know what I'm saying? God, he, uh, David out there tending to the sheep. David had, had no idea that he would be anointed as king. David had no idea he would come to Goliath. But David knew he had a relationship with God. And David attended to the sheep. And I love how Samuel goes and see and God says, this is the one. This is the one. That's how God speaks about you. This is the one. This is the one. <laughs> the one who's been overlooked. This is the one I'm going to use. The one been disregarded. This is the one I'm going to use. The one who's been talked about, defiled. This is the one. The one who has faith in me. The one who talks to me. The one who comes to me. The one who walks with me. Know who I am. The one who honors me. This is the one. The one who know my name. The one who press and press and pray to press and press to pray. This is the one. And I love. Many people, you know, talk about how the king had an offering for whoever conquered Goliath. You know, you get my daughter. You get this. You get that. David wasn't focused on that. Even though he knew he would, you know, get that if he conquered Goliath. But with, with David's, you know, his relationship with God, there was no if. He knew he would. He knew he could. And I love how David used, you know, the testimony of himself. You know, I slayed lions. I slayed bears. I slay, I slay wild animals for a living just to take a sheep, a babe out of their mouth. That's like you. You cast down mountains. You see storm, storms. Excuse me. You see storms. You remove the burdens off your back by casting every care unto God. By having joy. You have no cares. Every attack come your way, you stand fast. You do that for a living. You cast down the tallest mountains. The devil try to give you his best shot. But I called you to be destroyed and never get up again. And you are standing. You conquered the best obstacles the devil had to send your way. That's nothing to you, being a child of God. Walking by faith, which is actually something to you. But when it comes to someone trying to rob you of it, you know how to remain in it. Living that lifestyle is firsthand to you. That's what David meant when he said, that's nothing to me. That's firsthand to me. That's what I do. Believe As a believer, that's what we do. Walk by faith, not by sight. That's what we do. Count it all joy in the midst of a storm. That's what we do. Because we can cast that storm down. That's what we do. And David was explaining, that's what I do. You can have my daughter. David wasn't tripping off of that. He didn't ask, who is this daughter he talking about? What is this wealth he's talking about? What is this new position he's talking about? No, he said, who is this Philistine? 
Who is this Philistine that was on his mind? Who is this Philistine that keep talking down upon the children of God, the Israelites? That's like somebody go in front of you and bad talk God and bad talk the things God doing to you, trying to rob you of your faith, being sent by the enemy and trying to cast something down that God is causing to stand. Somebody come into church and try to disrespect people and tear people down and cause division and confusion. Those who come around and be gossiping all the time. Those who get on social media want to start up mess, stir up chaos. Who is this Antichrist? Who is this devil? And not the person, but the enemy. Who is this? Every time you use your faith, when things appear to be contrary to you using your faith, that's you saying, who is this? Because this is what I do for a living. I slay bears. I cast down mountains. He said, I slay lions. I see storms. I'm going from him speaking naturally to us speaking spiritually. Day to day, that's what we do. God was preparing David his entire life for that encounter with Goliath. Attended the sheep. In order to attend the sheep, you have to protect the sheep. So there are other animals like those lions he talking about, those bears talking about, was trying to eat those sheep. And what did he do? Take them out of their mouth. Come on, somebody. You attend to the word of God by knowing you are the living word of God. And you eat and you eat and you eat and while you're feeding, you're supping at the Lord's table. I love how James start out in his book by saying, count it all joy. Count it all joy. When you fall into diverse temptation, that means that there's troubles all around you. Diverse means many, a lot of, more than one. Steadfast by counting all joy. But know this, God used James to say, know this, when you are tempted, it is not God who tempts you, so do not say that. God do not tempt you with evil. And God is not to be tempted of evil. So that is not God. You be tempted when you are drawn away in your own lust. The lust of the world. Hallelujah. And look at us. This is what we do for a living. Staying focused. Knowing we're not in despair. That's what we do for a living. No, we are never forsaken. Never know that we are never struck down and never destroyed. That's what we do for a living. Exercise our faith. That's what we do for a living. Intercede. 
put the child's ways behind. That's what we do for a living. Being slow to speak and quicker to hear. Knowing we have the same opportunities as everybody else. Even those who are not currently walking with God. We can still fall short by deciding to do things our own way. But what we do for a living, this is what we do as believers. We lean not to our own understanding. In all our ways, we acknowledge him. And he will, and he shall, and he have, and continue to direct our path. That's what we do. I know Jesse was afraid for David. I know his brothers was too. But they'd rather see him do it than them because they wasn't offering up the door. It's a lot of David going on and the congregations being preached. You know why? Because many of us have been disregarded. And that's why you're shining. Because God used the poor to manifest his glory. And he don't mean poor, mean poverty. You must know that. Because if he's your shepherd, then you're not poor. If he's your source of everything, especially your income, you're not poor. So you got to know what God means when he say poor. Blessed are the poor in spirit. You know what? Oh, God. Here I am getting up. Oh, God. So he like when I do that. Oh, God. I mean it though. I don't hit my knee. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. I'm good. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs the kingdom of heaven. Now imagine how that sounds. Poor in spirit. You cannot use the natural in anything spiritually to be translated supernaturally. Poor doesn't mean without increase. Poor in spirit means humility, lowering yourself, being broken. Blessed are you who are broken in spirit, who are humbled in spirit, who lower yourself in spirit. For there's the kingdom of heaven. Because if you lower yourself, then what's to be exalted? Everybody else. Who's to be lifted up? Our Savior. He's not coming back to find coronavirus. He said, I'm coming back to find my name exalted amongst the earth. Because I shall be exalted amongst the earth. I shall be exalted amongst the land. Don't nobody tell you. That Christ coming back to find poverty, to find lack, to find confusion. When he said the whole earth is filled with the glory of God. In the case he would have been, came back during the millennium. When they first said the world ended in 2000. Had us scared to death like that. I don't know about you, but you know, I was 16 in the year 2000. Just turning 16, 15, I just. The world going to end? Nah, that don't even sound right. It don't even look like we need to prepare for it to end. But what I mean by that, like, naturally from the point of view of it. Grabbing things together, doing this, everybody running around panicking. Like, everybody living like, you know, normal. There's nothing happening. Nothing's happening. And nothing did. When God said that people begin to lust after the things of the world in the times, you know, in the end times. And we are in the end times. We are. We are. 
will never forget Christ is coming to find the fullness. He's coming for the glory, not for the destruction. That's why we have a sudden urge to become better, to put the child's ways behind. That's why we're so hungry spiritually. We're so thirsty spiritually. That's why we exceeded and excelling spiritually. That's why we're so desperate for God. Because of the glory is in his presence. And his presence is the fullness of joy. And in his right hand, pleasures forevermore. He would have been came. Because there's a lot of destruction happening right now. Yes, we are in the end times. Yes, we are. But for the sons of God, the times couldn't have been any better. Hallelujah. And we are all sons of God. It's just many not even aware of who they are, just like we weren't when we weren't. And God using us to gain them back. That's the importance of God's glory, to be used with your anointing and your giftings to bring them back how he used you to do so. Because he also has things for them to possess here on earth as it is in the kingdom. Hallelujah. And that's how we live. We used to live in like that. Because we're not living from earth to heaven. We live from heaven to earth. We're used to that. Telling Satan, get thee behind me. We're used to that. Even if we're not believing, we're going to God. Lord, help my unbelief. We're used to that. Even when we command our bodies to be healed and the organs seem to not be functioning, we used to that and still standing firm, declaring and decreeing. We used to that. Getting up early in the morning, commanding our day. We used to that. Teaching our children and our families and teaching our neighbors in the way they should go. We used to that. Being led and walking in the spirit. We used to that. Making a joyful noise to the Lord. We used to that. Standing firm. We used to that. Knowing the past is behind. Knowing that. We used to that. Knowing that our best days are before us, we used to knowing that. We're used to that. And everything that we are used to is permanent. And we're used to knowing that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Everything the devil tried to set up to be evil, God turned it around for our good. And we're used to knowing that. How does it feel, David? My son named David. Let me not say it so loud. (laughs) I'm talking about King David. How does it feel, David? David. How does it feel to know that God used you to conquer Goliath when no one else felt that they could? And God took a man who attended to the sheep and they made it seem like you were so delicate. No, you were loving. You were passionate. Yes, But you are still very strong and very mighty at the same time. Don't get it confused. That's why you said, I slay lions. I slay bears. For a living. I'm used to that. Where's this Philistine who's mocking the children of God? Let me cast down this mountain because I'm used to that. 
That man ran towards that giant. <laughs> Used to that. Running towards the enemy. Why well, he thinking he could run and hide from you? How do you run towards the enemy? With your praise. Because it steals the plank of the enemy. And we know that. <laughs> we used to that. In the car, not enough gas. Believe in God to get to where you got to go. We used to using our faith. We used to that. And look what happened when you, you know, use your faith. Like James says, there's no such thing to have faith with no actions. With no me, no my faith due to my actions. Come on, James. Come on, James. Come on, James. In Greek and Hebrew, they translate Jacob with James. In the Passion Translation and other translations. Because in some translations it means the same. But with God, the person is different. Because your calling is different. And God knows everybody by name. See, in the Hebrew language and in Greek language, James may mean Jacob. But to God, when it comes to biblical sense, Jacob is Jacob <laughs> and James is James. He called Jacob and he called James. There's no confusing the two. Like they say, Diego and Espanol in the terms of translation names that are different but similar like surnames Diego and Santiago are the same meaning hallelujah but to God everybody has a name because everybody been called you cannot put Quenisha and say Quenisha means such and such in the eyes of God no Quenisha means Quenisha because I called her by name Regardless of what translation. You understand. I thank God that we receive his word and his love through every translation he have us to receive. Some receive in the passion. Some receive in the amplified. You know me. I pray in every scripture you want me to read what translation you want me to gain. You know from it. And what translation do you want me to receive from it. And he will have it, you know, sometimes he'll say message. Okay, I know you might get it better out of, okay. Like today, I read, you know, a passage of James first, you know, the good news version. I never even read, read that one. I didn't know that even existed. I didn't read all the translations all the way down the list. I said, okay, I like it. You just keep doing it, God. You keep doing it. Until I be, you know, where you want me to be, you know. Proficient at it. We all got to start somewhere. Because I've been used to King James. And I mean, growing up on King James, I felt like, you know, I can trust that a little bit more. But I realized, you know, some parts of King James, you know, it's a little, you know, historical. You know, when it comes to, you know, this the wording. And that's why God has other translations. You know. I thank God for every translation that's of him. Because they are translations due to religions as well. They got Catholic translations. They got, you know, homosexuality translations. You know, 
They even got a book called Queen James Version. Hallelujah. They have a nerve to put God's promise of a, of a rainbow in a form of a cross. They didn't mean any harm by it. But that must be undone. That must be removed permanently. Because my father says his rainbow is a symbol of his promise that he would never have a great flood on this planet ever again. It doesn't mean pride. It means promise. I'm on my way with that one. Hmm. Hallelujah. I'm not against anybody. I love everyone. And it will be easily handed back over where it belongs. Because that's where it belongs. Some people don't see spiritually what's actually taking place. They look at it in the natural. God loves us all. He loves us all. And this stands for this. So why not use this upon this? Because he cares for us too. Yes, he do. But this is not for that. So thank you. This is my father's. This belongs right here. I'm going to put it back. This is the jubilee for that. I'm going to put it back to it. You know, it's original state. Release it back to its original state. Have it brought back to its original state. Where it belongs, which is original state. You can use anything else. I'm not against any of anybody, of anything. I love you, everybody. More than I love myself. But when it comes to my father and his promise, it's only meant for that. Hallelujah. Receive the jubilee for that. Because that is where it's been. That's, that is what's, t- what's taking place. Excuse my words. I'm just that, you know. You know. Here go with the, you know. You know. <laughs> Seriously. And God said to me, it will be freely given over. Because if you show people the point of view of it, you know, the brighter side of it. You know, they have great hearts. Everybody has a heart. Everybody created to have a heart. You won't be here without one. And many people suffer because of what? A lack of knowledge. That's all. And when you release the knowledge of it, and they will freely give it over. Yeah, you're right. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, we'll use something else. Yeah, just not this. <laughs> yeah, we got you. Thank you. Because God got us. Hallelujah. Those are some of the changes that God is making. Through us. We're used to that. <laughs> We're used to... You know, being bold for the Lord. David was disregarded a lot. And I love in songs. You can hear the songs. You know, how times when David was getting weary. Getting afraid for his life. Because his enemies was coming closer and closer. God saved me. You are my refuge. How many times he he tried to remind God. By trying to stir himself up by reminding God. Yeah, you are my refuge. Sometimes we got to, you know, remind ourselves who God is to us. Yes, you are my provider. In the midst of me looking like, you know, I don't have any finances. Yes, you are my provider, my Lord. Yes, you are. Look like I'm falling. Yes, you keep my feet from being moved. When I want to, you know, speak out of my emotions and you cuss somebody out, we may feel like that sometimes. Father, thank you. Yes. You are my mouthpiece. Yes. You are me being slow to speak and quicker to hear. You are me walking in love. You are me love covering a multitude of sins. You are me not wrestling against flesh and blood, but the evil one. You are me loving my neighbor as I love myself. 
You are me. How can I love you who I never seen and not love the neighbor who I see every day? Come on, somebody. Mosai. I love how David said in Psalm 121, I will lift up mine eyes to the hills. Which cometh my help, my help cometh from the Lord, the Lord who made heaven and earth. I love how you also say he would not suffer thy foot, thy foot to be me, thy foot, excuse me, to be moved. The Lord which keepeth thee, he would not slumber nor sleep. I love that. I love how David said, I was glad when they said unto me. Even times David was like, Father, you are my refuge. Father, deliver me out of my enemy's hands. Lead me to a rock higher than I. Father, 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 Selah. I love how David paused with Selah when it was time for, you know, praise. And not, you know, fear. Hallelujah. Think about the goodness of the Lord, Selah. Not, Lord, can you deliver me, Selah? No, he would say things like, lift up your hands and lift up your heads. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. That's a Selah moment. Make a joyful noise, Selah. The Lord is my refuge, Selah. I hide under the shadow of his wings. Selah. David cried out a lot. God protect me. Protect me. They're after me. Matter of fact, sometimes he even told God, kill them, destroy them, cast them down. Feed them to the jackals who seek in my life. There times you could hear how David had to stir himself up. It was going up and down, up and down. And don't we know what that's like? <laughs> And all he did was stir himself up. I love how one passage David said, Why am I afraid? Why am I crying out to you, God? Why am I crying out to you? You're giving me prophecies. You told me things that I would do in years to come. So why am I afraid and fearful of my life today when you show me me years later? Therefore, you protect me. So you're using me. You are in me to release what you created me to do. So why am I afraid? I am needed here. You have called me here. You have purposed me to be here. So why do I think somebody can even take my life? Hallelujah. If God given you a vision of your future and you haven't seen that yet, <laughs> you got more days to live. So why lay your lies down? You're not at the end of your assignment if you haven't manifested everything. How you single laying your life down and God said you're going to get married? Come on, somebody. God showed you your children and you up in age. Why are you complaining? Why are you being anxious? Why are you being worried? Why are you panicking? That's a promise. Sarah is a testimony of that. Go back and read. Come on, somebody. Got to show you her beginning of her testimony and her outcome. Show you the problem side to it, which is Hagar. And show you the solution, which is Isaac. 
Come on, somebody. But things like that wouldn't have to happen if we don't panic and try to put our hands in it. I thank God for my son, David. That's my child, oh God. The enemy tried it with that boy, with his life since he was born. And I thank God the victory is being seen every day. The devil was not trying to have my son here. Even the night of my baby shower hit by a drunk driver. On the opposite side of traffic. On Branch Avenue. A block away from my church. Come on, somebody. He was in a hospital for like, what, six months total of his whole life? They advised me to stay home and get my ribs together because they don't want you don't want one of your ribs to puncture one of your organs or come through your skin because you have five broken ribs in half. And I felt them moving at times. I'm like, oh God, I gotta sit still. Because they can't go inside you and tape, tape them up and bandage them up or stitch them up. They gotta heal on their own. So they gotta keep you still so they can heal back in their original place. You have to stay home, Miss Hood. We'll call you if something goes on. And they called and called. I was like, oh my God, every time that phone rung, my heart went to the floor. And don't, don't we know what it's like to use our faith? We used to that. We call on our Father. We know who to call on. We used to that. Call on His name, His precious name, Jesus. And God will put people in your path to help. Or protect my cousin. I didn't even know she worked at Children's Hospital. There been times it was critical. They had to fly things in the hospital for my son to get immediately from other hospitals. Blood transfusions. Some people didn't take their job serious enough and thinking they could just go in a, a, a newborn, you know, premature child who's in critical condition without any gloves on and he catches an infection in his chest. They got to do an incision in his chest. They calling me for that. I, I was nursing, but I had to pump and not, you know, hands on because he was too small. He had to be in an incubator. So I would nurse through, you know, a bottle. But he was only able to take an ounce at a feeding. So, you know, mothers, you know, when it's time to feed, our chest will let us know because it'd be starting to get full. It would leak or it would be very achy. And I was achy and I was full. I had to release. My freezer was filled with, oh God, bags. Of milk. Because the milk, thank God, it never goes bad. If I had that milk in the freezer today, it would be the same as it was that day I pumped it. Same nutrients and everything. Never goes bad. Hallelujah. And I just kept storing up milk. I was like, oh my God. Did he start? Because he had a blockage in his intestine where the food wouldn't go all the way down. He couldn't digest it. And they found that out because he wouldn't use the bathroom. So he's not digesting properly. We got to find out what's going on. Oh, it's a blockage. We got to cut that part of the intestine, take that blockage out, and stitch that part with this part. Oh, God. Oh, God. And, I, and it's not like it was a surgery room where I could sit in and wait. No, there wasn't. It was too critical. They had to move fast. They would always call me after they did the things that they did. They didn't have no time to call me and say, this is what we're going to do. No, they had to take precautions. I signed the paper. Do whatever it takes to keep my baby here. I signed that paper. So that means that they don't have to call me. Just do it. 
And after he got released from the hospital, they had a big party for him. And then he went to the hospital for sick children in Brooklyn Avenue, uptown D.C. He was there for another four months, five months. You know? I thank God for my child. People always used to say to me, you know, you're a little, you know, overprotective, you know, of your kid. No, I'm doing exactly what God tell me to do with this kid because you don't know what this child been through. I never forget someone, God told me to have my child, what to feed him, what to, I mean, what, when to put him on table food, what to give him, what nutrients he need. I had to do everything God say. Keep him with you, wherever you go. You go to church, you got to go to the choir rehearsal, he go with you. I'm protecting you. One time, guys, it was raining so bad and the bus driver pulled off earlier or late that day. I don't remember. It was either earlier or late. And I missed the bus. And, they, and I wasn't supposed to miss the bus. They just pulled off or they were late. No, they were. They, they pulled off early because if they were late, I would have been sitting there waiting for them. And I was from, from Nailer Road to, you know, to my churches in Marlow Heights. I walked up there with my child. And it, it started raining really hard. And I was like, God, come on with this. I'm pressing my way. I'm pressing my way. I can't think about, I know some people gave me some suggestions, you know, I understand that. I said, God, what's the quickest way to get there? The bus board off. God said, walk straight up Branch Avenue. Oh, God. And cross the street. I got you. Just cross at the light. And you know, I'm the type of mother like you, you guys are parents. And you as, you know, sisters and brothers, you know, people, you know, you exalt people above you. You know, if you have a child with you, what you going to do if you have one umbrella? You're going to put it under the child and you get wet. And that's what I did. I held my child in my arms and he got, you know, he had, he got the umbrella and I got wet. And I mean, it was drenching, you know, with the rain. I was drenched pretty much. Let me just say it that way. Excuse my words. I was drenched. And right before I began to cry, I was like, God, you know, when you feel like you just, you know, you're pressing so much at the point, you're about to just break down. About to just break down. I'm about to break down and cry. And God said, look up. I looked up. I seen my pastor's picture, you know, on a poster, you know, billboard up outside. And they were smiling. I was like, oh, God. I'm here. God has shown me a symbol of a patriot. <laughs> You're so sweet, God. And I was like, God, I'm here. And I was so honored to see my mom and dad smile like that in that picture. Because I felt a lot coming out that smile. You made it. You here. You here. Don't cry. Don't cry. You good. You good. Get your baby and get out this rain. I was wet and everything. I had to do everything God told me to do with my son. And it may not be what some of you guys thought would to be. Or how you did with your kids. Some may be thinking I was, you know, being restrictful. But no, you don't know what he's been through. Certain things that children at that age can have, he couldn't. You know? Took him a while to digest things. So he don't have no problem now. I'm trying to tell you. Jesus Christ. But I thank God. You know? Won't he do it? I told someone that my child, he was one. God said no. He had to do the whole entire Gerber. The whole, the whole Gerber. He got to be a Gerber graduate. And in Gerber, you start with stage one all the way up to stage five to the graduates. So God said nope. Because God knew I didn't make any food then. So God said, okay, the, the nutrients you're going to give him is the Gerber. 
Gerber everything. Okay, Father. And that's how he ate. Gerber everything. Until stage five, when you're one. And then God says, you know, this is what you give him. You know, healthy table food. You know, not greasy things, not fried things. I was like, okay, God, okay. No sweets. Okay, God, I won't. I don't even better eat sweets. Don't give him any. Only for his birthday, a little piece. I said, okay, God. And I had someone come over my house, had Popeyes. Girl, you better get this boy some chicken, his first chicken bone. Every child deserves their first chicken bone. Not this child right now. No. This person don't, everybody don't know everything you go through with your kids. And you don't have to tell everybody everything you go through with your kids, but they should respect what you say regarding you and your kids. Don't ever go behind a parent back and do what the parents say not to do with their kids. And I told this person, don't give my child no chicken. Don't. I come out the bathroom. I'm looking in the high chair. This person, done, I caught them chewing up chicken in their mouth and putting it in their hand and putting it in my baby mouth. Did you just chew up chicken and put it in your mouth and put it in my baby? Get out of my house. Please get out of my house. And the reason why I went so sky high with that not just the germs, but the fact is, he is easily, his immune system was very weak. Just got out the hospital. And you about to put germs in his mouth? And you went against my word? I said, don't, and you do? With my kid? This child, I went through all it. Get out of my house. Please, 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 please go, 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 go. And they were arguing back with me. I didn't want to argue. Just, just please go, 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 go. We didn't speak for a year or two. And it wasn't for me on my behalf. You and your feelings for doing something that you weren't supposed to do. You better be glad that you walked out of my house. You better be glad you were walking. And you didn't get knocked out of my house. This little boy had passed away four times in my face. You better get out of my house. He done had over six blood transfusions, over eight surgeries. As a newborn, you better get out of my house. How dare you put food in your mouth and put them germs in my baby mouth. I don't even do that. Get out of my house. And to this day, I didn't have to explain anything to anyone. I just did whatever God had me to do regarding this kid because God and I knew what he'd been through. They tell me every day, it's a chance. It's a chance he'd he make it. I mean, it's a miracle every day he here. I mean, just be prepared if we call you and we say he's not. I mean, because we don't have equipment for his eyes. And every time we have to revive him, you know, we got to, you know, his brain got to come back again. And at that age, they don't really have a brain. Not fully developed. So we got to re- pretty much reprogram, revive his brain every time his heart rate drops to zero. So he might have some complications in life. He definitely going to have some issues with his memory or with his comprehension. But just keep praying as you keep doing because he's still here. This is a miracle he's still here. Jesus Christ. I see a lot of fish coming in. Oh, God. A lot of fish in one direction. Oh, God. 
Father, go ahead, do your thing. That's what we do. We believe in God like that. We say things like that on podcasts like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God. We be bold speaking like this. We used to this, right, David? But seriously, guys. And the person wound up apologizing two years later. It's all good. But they still felt some kind of way about it. But you don't know. And to this day, they don't even know what I've been through. You don't have to know. It, when I say it goes, especially in my house and with my kid. So God had me to share that. You know? And look at him today in the way he should go. Because I did everything God told me to do. It wasn't easy hearing people say and give me all kinds of suggestions. Well, maybe you should and maybe you should. This, 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 this. It got to be what God says. Thank you. You understand? And I'm so proud of myself. Because God used me to raise a fine boy. <laughs> a great boy. That's why I'm keeping it down low. Because when I cry, he know I'm in God's presence. But no, he don't want to hear that. He's still going to feel it. His heart going to be hurting if I cry. Just like any child heart hurt when they hear their parents cry. Why are you crying? Oh, you got God's presence, but you're still crying. No, I don't want you to cry, period. Even though I know it's God's presence. I don't understand what you're saying. But, you know, just don't cry. The same way we feel, our hearts, our feelings be hurt when our babies cry. No perm when they hear their newborn cry. You know? I just thank God for everything, guys. I thank you guys for listening. I thank you guys for being a part of my life. I'm so excited, guys. I'm so, you hear my fingers? Yeah, you hear me? I, Snap, 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 I'm excited. I ain't even saying right. I say I'm excited. I mean, I'm, ex- I'm excited. Excited, God. I'm excited. Oh, God. <laughs> we talk like that. That's what we do, y'all. We just say things. Oh, God. No, nah, that's just you, Q. <laughs> that's just you. <laughs> oh, God. Hallelujah. I'm so happy. Yes. That I get to be used by God to release them in somebody else's life to experience what I'm experiencing and so much more because there are no limits. You know? I can relate to a mother who giving birth to a child prematurely and, you know, got to hold on and use her faith. Oh, I've been there. Here's my 14-year-old about to be 15 on Valentine's Day and won't God do it? Born on Valentine's Day. 8.04 in the morning, February 14, 2007. <laughs> I'm just that detailed. And I'll be like that for every everybody, you know, in my home. Yeah, I'm just, I'm very detailed because God is. Every time I document something, I have to date it and time it because it's nothing like going back to that date and remember that time. Wow, this happened at 6.09. Oh, wow, 6.15 p.m. Oh, wow. On a Saturday, oh, wow, you did this. Oh, wow, God. You know, everybody is different, you know. Everybody is different. If it's not in your heart to do, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I don't want any of you to feel pressured or like, I got to start doing No, whatever God put in your heart to do. Because if he put it in your heart to do and don't put it in mind, it won't be done. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. You better hear me. That's what we do, don't it? I'm trying to tell you. If you don't tell me, I'm not doing it. He tell you not to eat shellfish? Oh, that's what he said to you? Oh, Okay. Where you at? Roscoe's Seafood. What you get? Shellfish. He didn't say it to me. I'm trying to tell you. 
I'll try. Oh, you, oh, oh, you that? Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's what's up then, you know. I'm going to pray your strength for the Lord. You know, you good, you good. That's what he said. Because God will say things to some people and not to others. But then there's some of us who would just fail to do things just because. And it's okay. You have all the right to. You don't want it. Okay, go ahead. But don't just try to come at me with that. Not going to happen. Because Q going to eat me. Oh, yeah. Q going to eat shelf. Oh, yeah. On earth as it is in the kingdom. But it's prepared differently in the kingdom. So much better than it is in the earth. You know, but the thing is, the best part about it in the kingdom, you don't have to kill any animals. You know? It's created with your thoughts. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. That's why I say God released the recipes from the kingdom to me. And God does that every time. I'm going to go in the kitchen right now and, you know, give me a new recipe, God, on something. Won't eat though. I'm trying to tell you. Be eating good. Be eating good. Don't don't we that's what we do, y'all. We eat good. Oh God. Oh God. Jesus. I love you guys. I had you guys long enough. Just know that you are in a great season where you are conquering your Goliaths. Every attack of the enemy. And you are conquering it by staying focused. Steadfast, continue to stand firm. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. By knowing the joy of the Lord is our strength. And in His presence is the fullness of joy. So if you're in His presence, you're encountering joy. The fullness of it. And you know, the fullness to God, there's no limit. So fullness to us means like it's all the way to the realm. With God, it's overflowing. That's the fullness. And they continue to do that. In every area, every fruit of the spirit. Your peace is that way. Unlimitless. You know, unlimited. Limitless. Hallelujah. I love you guys so much. Thank God for you listening. Enjoy this beautiful day. We got to stop saying it's a bad day because it's raining outside. It's a bad day because it's cold outside. No. How can I say this is the day that the Lord has made? How can I say, slowing down, that this is a day that the Lord has made, slowing it down more than that? How can I say, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it, and then it rained? Oh, it's bad weather. But all the weather is unto God. Everything happened for a purpose. Everything in the earth is seed, time, and harvest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We ain't saying no rain until you go to some of these countries where the storms are, or the tropical storms, I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. I mean, storms. I'm like, oh, God, we're going to make it out of this one. Oh, yeah, that's right. You stick the, the great flood. Okay, God. Okay. Seriously. I mean, raindrops i never seen so big before. I'm like, darn. And then the lightning with it. Oh, God. The thunder too. Oh, God. And they always say, turn off the TV, turn off of this, to this, to this, to this. You know? 
I thank God for everything he's doing. Enjoy it. Enjoy, enjoy. I had you wait long enough. Go ahead and enjoy the rest of this day with favor in God's presence with the fullness of everything that you need. Somebody got a nasty attitude? Remain positive. Don't get upset. You know, even if you, you might cuss them back out, okay? Apologize. Don't have the attitude, man. Don't have your flesh overrule your spirit. When your spirit wants to overrule your flesh. That goes for all of us. Sometimes I got to walk away. And I'd rather walk away and come back better than stand in your face and, you know, give you what you're giving me. Come on, somebody. I love you. God can do all things. Just give all things unto him so he can do. Greater is he who's in us than he's in the world. I love you. I love you. I love you. Enjoy. Enjoy.